Well, hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, just so that you remember, I'm Jenny Christner, and this is my partner, Lisa Fallon. Awesome. And together we are Christner Strategy. Yay. And we realized that in our, in our, in our, in our opener, we did not describe our qualifications or anything because you might be wondering what are these two giggly women? Like, what do we have to do? So I will just say that I serve as the senior dean of a school of medicine uh, and school of health professions somewhere in the south uh, of the United States and actually do have a lot of LCME uh, experience and have helped schools get off probation and have served on the committee and love the LCME. And my partner, Lisa. I am Lisa Fallon, and I am the retired director of accreditation and compliance in the Northeast, as you can see from my turtleneck. <laughs> um, but yes, I am retired. I joined Christopher Strategies, and we're having a lot of fun helping schools, and we want to help you guys too. Absolutely. So today we're going to break down the January 2022 Secretariat call, which was the school from Drexel kind of gave their approach to the self-study. And what I'll just say about that is for me that the big take home for everybody to understand is that when you look at the LCME documentation, you're getting ready for your self-study, it gives you like an 18 month window for, for goodness sake. Oh my gosh, 18 months is not enough time for anybody to get ready for their LCME visit. So you need to start, I would say at least two, ideally you've been preparing for eight years to get ready for your visit. That's really the ideal. Work with us, we'll help you do that. But anyway, but even if, even if not, um, you have to start before 18 months, I would say at least two years, at least two years, you've got to start real in earnest. That would be my message. That's my little pearl. Lisa? about you from the visit? You know what I liked um, what Ronnie said in the meeting was she said that the CQ, the self-study process was like CQI on steroids. Yeah. And that really resonated with me because I feel like, you know, we're doing CQI always throughout yes. between site visits. So um, I thought Drexel um, described their CQI process and they, um, there were a couple of things that I was like unsure of that I don't remember ever seeing like in the DCI, like they have a CQI committee. Now that's not really required by the LCME anywhere. And so I thought, geez, would that lead people to believe you need a CQI committee at their school? And do you need another community committee? I don't, I don't think so. If you're doing CQI throughout the years and your committees are looking at data, making decisions based on that data, seeing improvement. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. I don't think you need a CQI committee. Uh, we actually, the school that I met does not have a CQI committee. I, I will say one thing, because we, we actually had a recent site visit and we got a lot of questions about that because I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to make sure it wasn't just like me and one other person kind of managing everything. But we, we just like you said, we have a true, like real robust CQI process that every single person they met with could genuinely speak to so that they, they, they believed what we said, because it's true, that it's that we kind of organize it, but but it, it's the responsibility of the various committees and all the different people. I mean, the CQI is spread out probably over, I mean, I'm not kidding, at least 20 or 30 people, right? If you think about all the clerkship directors and everybody. So we don't have a special CQI committee, but it is absolutely part and parcel of everything that we do every single day. And that came across. And so it's fine. So I agree, you don't have to have 
a CQI committee. Yeah. I think one of the things that we added a few years back was on every agenda, we outline what the CQI process is. So every month, if any of the committees are looking at the agenda, they'll know, okay, we're looking at duty hours this month, or, oh, we're looking at diversity data this month at this meeting. And I think by having it on the agendas, I think it really helps people know, yeah, I'm doing CQI and we'll be able to speak to it at the site visit. And you mean agendas for your curriculum committee? Right. Our curriculum committee, our phase committees, our yeah. dean's committees, our diversity committee, you know, all the committees, right. they have CQI, yes. So I actually think that's another really important point is, again, the LCME likes to see documentation. So you can be doing a fantastic job, but if you don't have it documented anywhere, it doesn't really matter. So I really like that because if if you can, you're gonna have to provide you know minutes or agendas as supporting documentation. And so if they can clearly see like, it, really it's for real, our diversity committee, we're, we have 3.3 right on there. And we're talking about issues in 3.3 um, that, that really hits at home. And so I think that's a great idea to embed the LCME elements uh, wherever you can in agendas and minutes. Yeah. Another thing about CQI is I see now that schools are talking about different software programs that they're using and stuff. I mean, I we have a really robust, and I, you know, if anyone knows me, they know I love Excel. And but we have a really good Excel spreadsheet. You don't have to invest a lot of money. There's programs out there that you can spend a ten thousand dollars a year on, but if you have a good um, uh, Excel spreadsheet that tracks, meets all the LCME requirements, um, I, and it has filtering, so you can give specific committees, you know, their app section of the document, and I think that works just as fine. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? So we also use an Excel document. So um, I will have a confession in that we're, we're going to, uh, my director of accreditation has organized a meeting to meet with somebody who has a product, because uh, just interested to see, but, but we have been using an Excel spreadsheet and it works fantastic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic. I will look forward to maybe in a future meeting for us talk, to talk about that, to see mm. what the pros and cons are of that, because if there's something, you know, I can't be objective maybe because ours is working fine. We went through a site visit at the LCME. We're satisfied with it. So as far as spending extra money on it, I, I you know, maybe it's worth it. And so, so I, let's talk about it. All right. There's that could be a subject for That could be a subject for a future session. If any yeah. of you use uh, CQI software and you're either pro or con, maybe we could, we can set something up. Yeah. Oh, you know what? They talk about that in comments. Yes. Yes. Put it in the comments. Perfect. I love it. Okay. Yay. You were new to this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Excel spreadsheet have like colors, yellow, red, green, like to. Yeah, I like that idea too. It's like a quick visual of how you're doing, and I think it. I think it also, before we had the colors, I think people like, oh yes, here's your, you know, your monitoring. But when you see red, it's like, oh, I need to do something about that. So yeah, we, we definitely, we are red, yellow, green, and I am very, um, 
very particular, like nothing goes green unless it is 100% done deal done. Like if it needs a policy, policy has to be done, whatever it needs, it has to be done before I will turn it green. Like Because I think I think that the risk is you're like, eh, yeah, we're working on that policy, it's green. No, 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 because you know, a million things can come up that stop that policy from proceeding in whatever way your policies have to get approved. So it, it stays red or yellow until it's truly green. Yes. You know, another interesting thing is with the CQI, it doesn't state anywhere in the DCI show your um, CQI policy, but when you read the um, white paper, I think it's from 2016, they talk about a policy on CQI. So we created one back then, but it's interesting that they don't ask for it in, as part of the DCI when you're submitting that. Does no, your school I have that? So we do have a CQI policy, and I think it's exactly for that reason. So this is one of these areas where I do think it's confusing and, and where it could be much more clear. So several of the elements, as you know, like you said, have a white paper associated with them. And, and really, you're responsible for doing anything that's in that white paper, right? They wrote it for a reason. And so for that reason, we did also create a CQI policy. And at this point, I would I would err on the side of caution. And I would not go into a site visit without having a CQI policy. Yeah, agree. I mean, we have one, but I found it interesting that the white paper says you have to have one. The DCI doesn't say you need one, nor does the template that the reviewers have to fill out say, did they have a you know a policy? But yeah. I don't know. It's one of those nuances. It is indeed. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's so. what we're here to, that's what we're here to like show you is kind of like what what do you really have to do to cover yourself and make sure everything is is you know all your T's are crossed and I's are dotted and all that stuff. Yep. All right. Well, what should we talk about next month? Oh my gosh. Is that, that, I guess that's really it. So I think, um, well, I don't even, I don't know what's going to happen on the call next month. I can't remember it's what the, the topic it's, is. I know the topic. It's um, students, the oh. ISA. So I think that's going to be really good because there are, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what you can or can't do with the students to help them or how how far of a distance you have to keep from them, um, how you can guide them. So I think that will be great to hear about that, um, how to format their report. So um, that will be a really good one to break down. But, but yes, actually, we would love to hear from you if you have a LCME question that kind of gets at what I call uh, the hidden curriculum. And the hidden curriculum is something kind of like what we were just talking about, where do you need a CQI policy? or not, right? And in doesn't say so in the element, but it does in the white paper, right? So some of these kind of hidden things that you really need to know about. Any questions, um, put it in the comments. Yes, yay. And we can address it. Yeah, yeah. So, right, right. so any, any topic that you would like to see us address, if you have a way of doing something that is just the bomb and you'd like to be a guest on our, on our show, uh, let us know and we were, we'd be happy to invite you and have a little conversation about that. And then we will see you next month after the Secretariat call where we will break it down for you, all the confusion and bewilderment. Um, we're going we're gonna to make it all better for you. Don't worry. All right, till next month. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody.